1: we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's Wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com/wonder. You know you hit the big leagues when you're a guest on his show. This is the Roy, Roy Green, Green show. show.
0: I just wanted to say this. here. We, you know, we're navel-gazing about what we're going to do as far as our natural resources in Canada are concerned. Our oil in the oil sands, we're navel-gazing, we're fighting over pipelines. We don't want the pipeline because it could cause spills and there could be issues and there could be problems. Besides, we hear there's no international market anymore for oil. Okay. Brazil and China, I mentioned this yesterday, have worked out a very – it's an intricate deal, but it's a – a deal between the Chinese government and Petrobras, which is the uh, Brazilian oil, national oil company. And uh, the Chinese are going to pour money in, and the Brazilians are going to pour oil out to China. China will build refining capacity, and I believe also an oil platform for the ocean, and then they'll get oil in return. So the Chinese want oil. So much for the argument that we shouldn't be building pipelines because there's no market for the oil. And we now know that the price of oil is going up on the world market. It's about $70 a barrel. There are people who believe it's going to go back to $100 a barrel. Meanwhile, what are we doing? We're sitting on ours. Because we're not going to take it out of the ground because, well, because of climate and uh, because of concerns about spills. But we have thousands of kilometers of pipeline now. And there clearly is a market, a global market for oil. And our economy is not doing terribly, but it's not where it should be and it's not where it could be. And we have a lot of debt. So if it's $100 million a day or more, a couple of hundred million dollars a day, I'm not sure what the number might be. But I would think it's going to be at least that if you're in full production of oil and you're exporting it. And that money's flowing into the country it can't but help. Our social programs, it can't but help our health care systems. What is so difficult to understand about this? Vivian Krauss is going to join us at the in the next hour, along with the mayor of uh, Fort Nelson, British Columbia, where they have experienced a very, very difficult time because of a ruling made on a natural gas pipeline. So Vivian always, always lights up phone lines and gets people really energized because she's the one who pointed out how much money is coming across the border from the United States. Oh, uh, Europe's biggest bank as well, uh, HS. What is HSBC Global? They are no longer going to be putting money into new oil sands projects, and that includes pipelines. So that's a lot of money. And that's very significant. And why are they not doing it? Because of all of the concerns about, all the arguments about fossil fuel and and people protesting and not wanting pipelines, so the banks not going to put money into it. All right, so that's coming up next hour. I just wanted to say that, oh, and by the way, on that issue, I can't let it go. I have to tell you this. Uh, You know the, uh, the eternal flame on Parliament Hill? Anybody who's been to Parliament Hill has seen the eternal flame. Maybe some of you have heard this. That the federal government of Mr. Trudeau, Justin, has concerns about how this eternal flame may be contributing to global warming. And so they're looking at replacing it with an LED display. They have a carbon offset deal now. It's all like cap and trade. And uh, so the centennial flame costs about $20,000 a year because there's a little pipeline that comes from Western Canada to Parliament Hill apparently that feeds the eternal flame and we can't have that. We cannot possibly have that. So shut down the eternal flame. Apparently, the eternal flame is not eternal. But we'll have a nice LED display. I I just shake my head. All right. So here's the story we're going to get at for this half hour. And we'll include your calls at 800-263-2428. We talked about it yesterday. It's time for us to get at it and take calls. And I was reading a story in the Toronto Star by Alan Woods from the Quebec Bureau of the Star. And it reads, starting next week, asylum seekers arriving through the Canada-United States border could be fast-tracked to shelters and services in Ontario if that is their preferred destination. After a cry for help from Quebec, which claims there could be 400 refugee claimants coming into Canada each day this summer federal officials said they're working on a triage plan. It's not clear yet whether refugee claimants will be flown, bussed, or sent on a train, but those who indicate upon arrival that they want to go to Toronto will soon be hustled out of Quebec. Um, We're in the process of working at the official level with both Quebec and Ontario to determine what is the in the art of the possible what Could it look like? said one federal official speaking to reporters on Background Friday. Isn't that beautiful bureaucratic speak? We're in the process of working at the official level with both Quebec and Ontario to determine what is in the art of the possible. What could it look like? I think one of the main points to consider is how would the province of Ontario and Quebec and the municipalities in those provinces like a system to be designed that also suits their needs. Talk about polybabble. So parts of the new plan, which was hatched at a meeting Wednesday night, will be in place in the coming days. Will it be completely functional by the end of next week? I can't say, but certainly some basic elements of it will be in place, said an official. And a spokesperson for Ontario Immigration Minister, Laura Albanese, said the province is working with Ottawa and Quebec, but it's too early to comment on details of how and where asylum seekers might be transferred to Ontario. So you illegally enter Canada from the United States, and most illegals who enter Quebec from the United States do so from uh, Champlain, New York, and they arrive in Hammingford, Quebec, and they either walk or drive or ride or somehow get along Roxham Road, Roxham Road. And I said yesterday, I know exactly where that is. And then they're met by Canadian officials and brought into the country. And then the whole process of uh, of investigating how they're going to fare gets underway. I'm looking for, uh, I received an email, and I I cannot identify the person who sent the email, but... I'll find it, and I'll I'll read it to you after the break. Uh, And it's about this. And it's somebody who's involved in it sent me an email today that is just confidential. Well, I can share it with you, but I can't identify the writer, so I'll do that. And my number is 800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. Should we close? Should, should Canada be closing Roxham Road? If That's where the illegal people are wandering into Canada, because the safe third country agreement between the United States and Canada says that you can't just move from one to the other without claiming asylum in the first country. So, should we be closing our border to migrants who just Want to come here. I understand that they want a better life. I get it. But if you're in the United States, you apply for refugee status in the U.S. You don't come to Canada and apply for it here. That's what the treaty's about. So put a mobile border crossing there. As I said yesterday, a couple of SUVs and some staff. And if you are coming in from the United States and you want to be a refugee in Canada, send them back. To the United States. See, this is where you have to claim refugee status. Similarly, if somebody was in, in in Canada and wanted to go to the United States, it works both ways. The U.S. officials would say, apply for refugee status in Canada, not here. And I know there are folks who will say he is such a, such a cold-hearted, miserable, as so something or other. No, I'm not. I'm just a realist. 800-263-2428 is the number. 1-800-263-2428. Should we have our borders open to anybody who wants to come into this country? Or do we have a border for a reason? 800-263-2428. We'll come back and we'll take your calls. Stay with us. His bark is worse than his bite. This is the Roy Green Show. Listen back to anything that we air in the podcast at RoyGreenShow.com. dot com. Here's uh, an email that I received from someone who knows about what's going on as far as the uh, migrants and refugee claimants issue is concerned, and as far as government is concerned. And uh, the word is that this is going to this issue is going to be front and center for the next few weeks. I'm just reading from the email now. Again, I can't identify who sent the email. Uh, Initial opinion from the public is going to be instrumental in the rapid deployment of people and resources to deal with this. And those first images are going to be either mothers hugging RCMP with tears of thanks for Canada saving them from fear of persecution or a person in clear need of expensive medical services. Those first images will likely set public opinion one way or the other. So that's from somebody who understands the government side of things and how they'll make their decisions now let's take your calls at 800-263-2428 and ask you how you see this diana's in toronto thank you for the call diana okay first of all i'm
2: furious because i walk when i do my groceries now the refugees have taken over the spots where our regular uh, people are that beg so now Every store I go to one day, the ladies are standing there. I said to one lady, I said, how long have you been in Canada? The government should be looking after you. She had only been in Canada six months. They stand in front of our grocery stores, and the husband apparently sits and has coffee.
0: Okay, Diana, thank you for the call. It's not really what we're talking about. Uh, it's about whether or not we should be opening our border and, uh, in fact, now saying to, uh, migrants who come into the country, do you want to go and live in Toronto? If you want to go to Ontario, we'll move you to Toronto. That'll happen as early as tomorrow. Rob is in Oil Sands, how Alberta. In Oil Sands, Alberta. How appropriate is that? Go ahead, Rob. Hi, Roy. How you doing? Good, sir. How are you?
3: Good, good. Uh, so um, I read an article here uh, about two weeks ago. I don't remember if it was National Post, uh, Toronto Star, can't remember. But they were discussing uh, what happens when the migrants cross the border into Quebec. And uh, as you well know, they get processed by uh, Canadian border security. Uh, and some of them are turned back into the U.S. right away. Upon where the American border uh, security people are standing and waiting and turn them around right away and say, no, no, you can't come in. There
0: if, there, if there's a criminal issue, a criminal um, a record yeah. issue, yeah.
3: Yeah, so they send them right back into Canada. Mm-hmm. So uh, what that made me think about was uh, a news story that I'd seen uh, around the same time where the Americans were uh, railing against the uh, uh, Mexican government for not uh, stopping south american refugees from pouring into the u.s yeah so in my point of view that's a bit of hypocrisy where they're upset about what's going on in the southern border well yeah, what do
0: we do what should we do what should we do with our border never mind the americans what should we do with our border
3: well that's a tough question because uh some of these people have been in the u.s for many years mm-hmm. and uh they're being brought there, being allowed to come into canada and uh
0: uh, but if you if you come well, into Canada at a, at a at a supervised at a regular border crossing, you're not and you declare refugee status, you're not going to be allowed into the country because of the safe third country agreement. Thank you for the call, Appreciate it. Barry's in Regina. Hi, Barry. Thank you for the call. Go ahead, sir.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, Mr. Green. Thanks for taking my call. It's uh, Barry at the Flatlands on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I just um, what I, <laughs> this is just astonishing. The more I you know, the more this goes on, it's just unbelievable. And I, I, I just want to say that I I think what's really alarming and that we really need to get a handle on as a country is how many of these people are actually coming into the country because what we're talking about and what I've heard about in the media primarily, uh, at least lately, is the people coming in through Quebec. It's not just through that road in Quebec that uh, these folks are coming through. And um, I I think the problem, uh, and it is a problem, it's a huge problem, uh, i i think the numbers are conservative and I, it would be really nice to have a, a good idea as to what the actual
0: numbers No but what do we do? Because what what's 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 what is our course to, of action Barry? We have
1: to shut that border down. We absolutely. I mean how can we I, I it just blows my mind that these are going these people are walking right past. They're getting <laughs> they're getting their hands held by That's right. you know that's people, right. people in authority, people in the government. There are many people just, in this country, though, who would here.
0: tell you that's the appropriate thing to do, that there should be no borders. Then I turn around and I would ask them, well, what about the people who are waiting in line for years and are doing it by the numbers appropriately according to the law to get into and Canada? If- and then they'll say, well, there should be no borders. There's, it seems like there's either the there must be borders or there's the no borders uh, options at this point. We have a border for a reason. So let's, let's enforce it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And and certainly, yeah, what about all of these people that have been waiting, and and a lot of these people, for years to get into yep, Canada, going yep. through all the right channels, doing it legally, yep. and now in this effort to you know buy more liberal votes, we're just going to open the border?
0: I don't know if it's liberal votes. Maybe that's part of the consideration. At some point, Maureen's in Peterborough, Ontario. How are you, Maureen?
2: I'm good, thank you, Roy.
0: Please go ahead.
2: Um, Roy, these are economic refugees. They're not just irregular crossers.
0: They're migrants, yeah.
2: And, um, and they're not persecuted. They're not victims. And this backdoor open border policy is undermining the legal immigration resettlement programs that we've had in this country like forever. And as far as I'm concerned... How
0: is it undermining anything? I think, don't you see it as more of, a, of an addendum, an addition what's going on, and 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 the uh, there's there's again no willingness by the federal government to enforce what the law is.
2: Well, the, the resettlement programs that this country's had for years mm-hmm. um, has put the legal immigrants through a process, a vetting process, mm-hmm. and then the resources are put forward to help resettle them uh, into the. Would you close
0: the border for people who just? Wander into Canada from the United States, where they've had every opportunity to declare themselves refugees. Which, in fact, again, is the fundamental aspect of the Safe Third Country Agreement.
2: Well, I would close uh, close the border on these particular irregular border crossers, as Trudeau likes to call them. They are organized. They are flying into the U.S. and they're. Yeah, Maureen, the- I, thank
0: you for the call. I don't think we can just make these blanket statements that everybody's doing the same thing. Dan is I, I understand the emotion. Dan we have 20 seconds. go ahead, sir in Toronto.
1: Well here's a novel concept in Force the law but Trudeau post nation state open borders like Hillary Clinton. He doesn't want this country to remain as it is. That's the bottom
0: line. Well, you may be right. Thank you, Dan in Toronto. the first interview that he gave. how many times have we talked about this to the New York Times and told the reporter that Canada is going to be the world's first post nation or national. Country. But if you're post national, you can't be a country. Mr. Trudeau manages to confuse us when we're not even listening to him. We'll come right back.